Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about urinary tract infections in children. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic you can follow along at zerotofinals.com or in the renal and urology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's jump straight in. The urinary tract includes the urethra, bladder, ureters and kidneys. Urinary tract infections are infections anywhere along this pathway, along the urinary tract. Acute pyelonephritis is when the infection affects the tissues of the kidney, and this can lead to scarring in the tissue and consequently a reduction in kidney function. Cystitis refers to inflammation of the bladder, and this can be the result of a bladder infection. Let's talk about the symptoms. A fever may be the only symptom of a urinary tract infection, especially in young children. Always consider and exclude a urinary tract infection in a child with a temperature unless there's a clear alternative source of infection. Babies will present with very non-specific symptoms such as fever, lethargy, irritability, vomiting, poor feeding and urinary frequency. Signs and symptoms in older infants and children are more specific and they can be fever, abdominal pain, particularly suprapubic pain, vomiting, dysuria or painful urination, urinary frequency and urinary incontinence. The diagnosis of acute pyelonephritis is made if there is either temperature above 38 degrees Celsius or loin pain or tenderness. A Tom tip for you, it's worth remembering these two criteria for pyelonephritis. It's very important as it affects the way you would investigate a child for recurrent urinary infections if they've had pyelonephritis compared with just a simple urinary tract infection. Let's talk in more detail about urine samples. The ideal urine sample is a clean catch sample avoiding contamination. And this can be very tricky in younger children and babies, particularly females. It often involves the parent sat with the infant without a nappy and a urine pot held ready to catch the sample if it occurs. A clean catch sample is important because you want to avoid unreliable microbiology results if the sample has been contaminated by contact with skin or with nappies or with some other source of contamination. When you perform a urine dipstick, you're looking for two key things in particular, which are nitrites and leukocytes. Gram-negative bacteria such as E. coli break down nitrates, which are a normal waste product in the urine, into nitrites. The presence of nitrites in the urine suggests bacteria. Leukocytes are white blood cells. There are normally a small number of leukocytes in the urine, however a significant rise can be the result of an infection or another cause of inflammation. The urine dipstick test for leukocyte esterase, which is a product of leukocytes, gives an indication about the number of leukocytes in the urine. A significant rise in leukocytes may indicate an infection. Nitrites are a better indication of infection than leukocytes. When both of them are present, the patient should be treated as a urinary tract infection. When only nitrites are present, it's still worth treating as a UTI. However, when only leukocytes are present, the patient should not automatically be treated as a UTI 
unless there's clinical evidence that they have one. When nitrites or leukocytes are present, the urine should be sent to the microbiology lab. If neither are present, the patient is unlikely to have a UTI. Send a midstream urine or MSU to the microbiology lab to be cultured and have sensitivity testing to confirm the diagnosis of a urinary tract infection. This will also tell you which antibiotics will be effective against the cultured bacteria. Let's talk about management. All children under three months with a fever should start immediate IV antibiotics, such as keftriaxone, and have a full septic screen including blood cultures, blood tests, and a lactate. A lumbar puncture should also be considered. And this is because children under three months are more susceptible to severe infections and will present with less specific features. Oral antibiotics can be considered for children over three months if they're otherwise well. Children with features of sepsis or pyelonephritis will require inpatient treatment with IV antibiotics. And always follow the local guidelines for your antibiotic choices. But typical antibiotic choices in urinary tract infections in children are trimethoprim, nitrofurantoin, cephalexin or amoxicillin, depending on the culture and sensitivities. We need to talk about investigating recurrent urinary tract infections. Recurrent UTI should be investigated for an underlying cause and also for renal damage secondary to the infection. And this is a summary of the NICE guidelines on UTIs in under-16s. Please read and follow the full guidelines when you're treating patients. This is just a summary in order to help with your learning. Firstly, ultrasound scans may be performed. All children under six months with their first UTI should have an abdominal ultrasound scan within six weeks or during the illness if there are recurrent UTIs or atypical bacteria. Children with recurrent UTIs should have an abdominal ultrasound scan within six weeks and children with atypical UTIs should have an abdominal ultrasound during the illness. The other type of investigations are DMSA or dimecaptosakinic acid scans. And DMSA scans should be used four to six months after the illness to assess damage from recurrent or atypical UTIs. This involves injecting a radioactive material, the DMSA, and then using a gamma camera to assess how well the material is taken up by the kidneys. Where there are patches of kidney that have not taken up the material, this indicates scarring that may be the result of a previous infection. Next, let's talk about vesico-ureteric reflux, or VUR. Vesico-ureteric reflux is where urine has a tendency to flow from the bladder back into the ureters. And this predisposes patients to developing upper urinary tract infections, such as pyelonephritis, and subsequent renal scarring. This is diagnosed using a micturating cystourethrogram, or MCUG. Management of vesicourethroic reflux depends on the severity. It may simply require avoiding constipation and avoiding an excessively full bladder. The child may require prophylactic antibiotics. And severe cases may require surgical input from pediatric urology. Let's talk in more detail about the micturating cystourethrogram, or MCUG. 
This should be used to investigate atypical or recurrent UTIs in children under six months. It can also be used in patients who have a family history of vesicourethric reflux, where the ultrasound scan shows dilatation of the ureter and where there's poor urinary flow. And the purpose of an MCUG is to diagnose vesicourethric reflux. Performing the scan involves catheterizing the child, injecting contrast into the bladder and taking a series of x-ray films to demonstrate whether the contrast is refluxing into the ureters. Children are usually given prophylactic antibiotics for three days around the time of the investigation. So thanks for listening to this episode on urinary tract infections in children. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible and notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on vulvovaginitis.